Welcome back to Business Talk, the TikTok marketing podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs who want real strategies to generate leads and sales directly from TikTok. I'm your host, Austin Armstrong, and I'll be interviewing real business owners from every industry that are leveraging TikTok to grow their business. You can connect with me on TikTok at SocialtyPro. Today's episode is also sponsored by Syllabi.io. Syllabi helps you find the questions that your customers are searching for online and uses artificial intelligence to create video scripts for your TikTok videos. You can get started with a seven-day free trial at Syllabi.io. Let's jump into today's episode. Today's guest is Kushank Agarwal. Kushank is an engineer turned content creator and business owner with over half a million followers across TikTok and Instagram. Kushank primarily talks about how to leverage technology to make marketing easier and more effective. His company helps other companies gain new users through short form content marketing. Kushank, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Austin. It's lovely to be here. Excited to have a conversation. Absolutely. We, we were just chatting uh, a little bit before we started this recording that, uh, that you create uh, content pretty similar to mine. And, and I'm a fan. I, I, I think you have great content. Um, I, I love all of the websites and, and uh, marketing tips and strategies that you share. And uh, I, uh, I, I see the Zapier ad uh, constantly on, on TikTok. So I see your face, you know, side, side profile looking over. <laughs> and it's uh it's it's just been awesome man i'm a big fan so thank you for all that you do thank you and i love your content as well uh i didn't found your channel like until a few months recently and i was like how did i miss that like you know should be on my feet all day every day um so yeah i love your content as well thank you how, how long have you been uh, active on tiktok uh two and a half years now uh so i started late october sometime october 2020 and before that, I used to hate social media. I did not have any social media app on my phone for like five years. Wow. So uh, no social media whatsoever before TikTok. That's how you started. Except Reddit. Reddit was my okay. vice at the time. Yeah. So what what made you start with TikTok out of curiosity? Do you want like uh, the short answer, medium answer, or long answer? Uh, give, me the, give me the medium answer and, uh, and we'll expand if needed. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so I went to school for engineering, uh, you know, I was in consulting after then product management for like, you know, some tech companies, but I always wanted to build my own product. So I was always like hustling, building apps on the side, nothing was taken off. And I was like, always called the idea guy because I had the ideas like all the time. That's why I was experimenting so much, but I used to resent that. I was like, I don't want to be the idea guy because, you know, ideas, idea guys don't get anywhere. It's like the guy who's execute, you know, get places. Uh, so I had this internal like fear that I cannot persevere. Um, and then at the time I was trying to like, you know, do things out of my comfort zone. And one of the things, you know, was like, hey, let's do TikTok because everybody's talking about it. I'll start talking about ideas of, you know, various startups and then just talk about it for 30 days. That's going to be my goal to prove myself I can persist. Uh, yeah, so that's how I started. First 30 days, you know, nothing magical happened. Two followers, 40 likes over 30 videos. But for the first time, I felt like a sense of accomplishment because I didn't measure my input. I was like, actually, I didn't measure my output. I'm going to make, you know, X dollars. I'm going to get X many users. I was just measuring my input. And that sense of accomplishment kind of like made it a habit to create more TikToks. And, uh, you know, as I was 
sort of like always building products. I had to find shortcuts to build it faster because I'm like a generalist. So like I started using a lot of technologies and I got obsessed, you know, being a product manager, I was obsessed with what people are building, why they're building, how they're building. So I started sharing content around that stuff. And one of those videos took off and uh, I never looked back. That's uh, that's fantastic. It's it's almost somewhat similar to, to how I got serious on on TikTok. I, I kind of also gave myself a, a 30 day you know, timeline. I was, I was on it beforehand, but I had no purpose whatsoever. I was just creating like every mm-hmm. random thing. And then um, I was like, why am I on this platform? What do I want to do? And so I gave myself that 30 day, um, you know, runway to commit to only creating business content. And, and if it didn't work, maybe this isn't the platform for me, but you know, it's yeah. amazing when you, when you commit to something like that, amazing things start to happen and it, and it started to fall into place for you as well. It seems. Which is really yeah, cool. yeah. And then when did you when did you start this this new business? Actually, did that come after you started, or did you start it and then you leverage TikTok? Uh, so the business started like probably eight months into creating content. As I was creating content, I was having a lot of conversations with a lot of companies, and uh, a couple of companies I was having conversation with. They were like, "Hey, you know, uh, do you have capacity to help us as well? We like what you do. We like your style. We like you know how you think about things." So and really like I never really planned to start that business, but it just sort of like happened by, you know, what customers were asking for. So then I was like, well, I enjoy doing this. I think, you know, I can have a skill for it, I suppose, uh, or like, you know, learn skill. So that's how we started doing it. And, you know, we just started whatever conversations we're having, just trying to see if we can take it a step further. If we thought, you know, there's a potential there. That's fantastic. That's how you know that you stumbled upon something great when, yeah. <laughs> when it wasn't even your idea. You're just filling a gap in the marketplace of what people are searching for. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So if you can if you can take a, a a stroll back in time to when you were starting to create those TikTok videos, the the first couple of days, what was your what was your initial strategy in creating content? Um, what were the, what were the topics? What did your content creation process look like? Sure. Uh, so when I first started, cause, uh, like I said, I just wanted to prove it to myself. I could be persistent with something. So I didn't really know what I was going to do. So my username at the time was, uh, doing whatever every day. Um, just because I had literally no idea what I was going to do. And I remember, you know, first day I just kind of created a content around like, Hey, you know, here's an idea of what a product you can build. You know, I think most of them, like 80% were software, 20% were also like just some ideas that I, you know, jotted down, uh, which were not software. Uh, so first 30 days was just that. And I had like a bank of content. The reason is every single day I document three problems I identify as like part of my journaling. And every problem means like there's a product opportunity. So like I had bank of ideas. So I just started churning those out and I would not show my face on camera because I was really scared. Uh-huh. Uh, so I had like, you know, just PowerPoint slides, you know, just barely done with just graphics on it. And I would show, you know, either Google images or my PowerPoint slides onto the camera and just do a voiceover. So I, I want to touch upon that a little bit. How did you, how did you overcome that fear? Because that's something that so many people still go through that, you know, the, the fear of, of putting themselves out there, having their face on camera, fear that the the internet trolls are going to come in and, and make fun of you and say, who is this person? Or look at that flaw, you know, whatever it yeah. is that's in your head. How did you get past that and, and eventually start creating content with you in it? 
I think it was mostly out of necessity, to be honest. Uh, I realized that or I stumbled across or was sent some content by the folks where my videos were being, you know, shared as if it wasn't my content on various channels across various platforms. Like at, at the time I wasn't active on Instagram, but I would have my friends like send me like, hey, wasn't this your video or something? And it's posted by other channels without giving any credit whatsoever. Um, and I was like, okay, like I need to create some kind of watermark. Uh, first, I kind of like, okay, let's just, you know, try to create more harder to replicate videos or something. But then I was like, that's not sustainable way of approaching things. So essentially, I was like, I need to put myself in there. So I'm going to be the watermark. So even though I'm like, you know, people can repost, at least, you know, they see it's coming from, you know, this person, no matter what the account is. So that was like, you know, the push behind putting myself out there. That's awesome. And you'd mentioned early on that you had one video take off and you kind of doubled down on that a little bit, right? What what was that first video? What was the topic? And uh, did it really, did it go viral or was it just significantly more than the other videos? So uh, being a product manager, you know, I had, I played with a lot of tools. I've used a lot of tools at the time. And, you know, at my previous company, we used to work with Hotjar quite a lot. Uh, which again, for most people, you know, like average people who are not involved in the software space, they do not understand the gravity of analytics tools and what they can do. And like, you just play with, you don't even realize when accepting those cookies or whatnot, like what tools are there. I mean, they're all private, like they're, they're all privacy focused, like, you know, no consumer data has been revealed because it's all anonymous, but, uh, Microsoft, uh, just announced clarity was you know, the free alternative to Hotjar. Um, so that's the video I talked about, like, you know, how, if you are a user experience researcher, instead of Hotjar, you can use Clarity, which is not free. And then it had two folds. Like, you know, one was that if somebody was already familiar with Hotjar, you know, now there's a free alternative. And two, that if you don't know as a researcher or like an indie hacker or like, you know, any general consumer that when you are browsing a website, you know, like people can check where you're clicking, where the heat map is, uh, what the user journeys are, um, it's just like, you know, a thing where most people feel like, oh, wow, I didn't know this. It's a cool thing. So that was the content. Uh, it got about 10K views uh, before I was like for past 40, 45 days, I was getting like, you know, 100, 200 views. Yeah. So that video got like um, 10K views, like, you yeah. know, you know, like in a day or so. So I was over the moon. I was like, whoa, what just happened? Like, did I just like move from like two or three followers to like, 100 followers or something like that so that happened and i think the reason is like you know when people see like hey this account is like posting content consistently like you know there's like 40 other videos so people are more likely to follow versus like you know just any random video goes viral without having any any, any content in the account that's a, that's amazing so tell me more about like that that day like you were you were over the moon what was going through your mind you you had never created social media content before you started posting it 10,000 views what was going through your head dopamine short answer it was the dopamine yep. rush i yep. was like oh i see like you know notifications go up you get hooked on it so okay let's do something else which could be similar and you know people who are watching this might enjoy so, I mean, I, at the time, I already had this habit where, like, you know, doing a quick little video, which did not take me a long time. I already knew the content. Uh, it was just, like, the matter of putting it on, like, you know, this raw, you know, very, like, homemade footage because it wasn't, like, any professionally done and just a voiceover. And sometimes not even that, just, you know, using a beat drop and, like, text on screen. 
So I just kept doing it more and more. And then over the next few weeks, I was kind of like, you know, 100, 200 followers, 200 to 300 followers. Like it, it grew quite fast. Like I think by Christmas, I was close to like four or 5,000 followers um, just because, you know, a lot of that content was uh, was growing quite rapidly. And another viral hit happened in November was about Synthesia, which is, again, you know, groundbreaking technology at the time. It was very new because, you know, like I've got my research resources, like, you know, Indie Hacker News, uh, Y Combinator Show. So, like, I, I'm all, 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 I was already in, like, the deep of, like, you know, where the sources are. So, so I could be the first one to report. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was like, okay, let's talk about this. It's pretty cool. That had, like, you know, close to a million followers. So, like, all that just really helped getting more dopamine hits going. Yeah. Uh, you, you just hit on something uh, pretty amazing there that I, I, I want to follow up on is that there's there's a bunch of different information or ways that you can uh, create content and communicate information. And one of the most, I, I think, underutilized resources is being that news source. You know, when you're in the know of uh, the, the latest, greatest tools, breaking news, you have the ability to be that newscaster in that industry on social media. And I think not enough people do that. Like here's a brand new, you know, you'd mentioned you, you, uh, clarity, right? Here's a brand new tool that just dropped. That's a, a solution to hot jar. And then Synthesia came out, which solves this other amazing problem where you don't even need to be on camera anymore. And I love Synthesia. It's an, it's still a groundbreaking tool. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, but how did you, how did you, come upon that to to think about breaking that news on social media uh, even before like i was doing content i was already involved in these circles like like i said being a product manager i was obsessed with what people are building and how they're building especially when i was also trying to build things on the side so i always wanted to know like okay you know what problems people are solving you know where is the market is uh i think it's since 2019 really like was when uh, I really got obsessed with every, what's going on in the industry and in the tech scene. So I already knew what was going on. And then, you know, oftentimes I would notice my coworkers would be like, you know, like if they need anything, they would just come to me like, hey, do you know any resource for this? Because uh, somehow like, you know, through, you know, like even I didn't even realize that just through communication at work, people started realizing that like I kind of know stuff, this stuff a lot. So you know, they would just ask me. So I didn't, I never really like registered that. That's just what I should talk about. It mm-hmm. was just very natural because that's the thing I enjoyed. And then, you know, I just then started enjoying talking about it on my content as well. So I never really thought about it strategically. It just sort of happened. It's such a fantastic way to to get people to keep coming back to you to find out what is the newest, greatest thing? What is the newest website, the newest software, the newest you know, thing that's going to help my business, help me grow. Uh, so totally. you subconsciously hit it out of the park there. <laughs> which is- yeah. I think it creates a FOMO. Like, you know, reflecting back, I think the reason like you get the followers and the staves and stuff, because it's a FOMO, like we all crave for information, no matter even if we might not even use it ever, but yep. like there's this FOMO, like, Hey, what if I ever need it? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So fast forwarding a, a little bit, um, how has your content creation process changed over the last two years? You had that viral video, 10,000 views. You're like, oh my gosh, dopamine hits, something's going on here. 
How have you changed how you create content? So uh, I think after, you know, the first couple months of, uh, you know, rapid growth, it slowed down quite a lot, like mm-hmm. for about six months in the 2021. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, I just got carried away. Like I just wanted to like talk about each, everything, each and everything. So I think my content got really broad, even broader than it already was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It was that. I mean, that's what my assumption is. Um, and then, so I think like, you know, the engagement dropped quite a lot. Like, you know, it wasn't getting the growth I was getting before. But somehow, just because I was still enjoying it, so I just stuck with it. Uh, and then latter half of 2021, again, there was a big Skype in, uh, spike in engagement. Uh, so it kind of like boosted me a little bit. Then I, you know, like, uh, I wasn't really experimenting much. I was just sticking to the basics, uh, you know, sometimes trying to like film outside or elsewhere just to kind of like switch things up. Um and then 2022 was like a bit of a dip overall in my growth. I think the reason for that is, again, too much experimentation, uh, not just the filming style, you know, the content styles. Um, I mean, do I mean, so it slowed down that part. Sometimes I feel like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But at the same time, I wanted to do it. I wanted to experiment. Um, so I, I feel like, you know, there was only one way to have, you know, figure out if there's another angle I could take. And that was for experimentation. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was aware that, you know, it comes with risks. Um, so, I mean, you know, I don't know if that's like kind of answering a question, but like there was a lot of experimentation in 2022. Mm-hmm. And now I'm sort of like, again, kind of like getting back to the basics again. Uh, and I'm seeing, again, a bit more upward uh, trajectory. So mm-hmm. I think it's just been like, you know, uh, ebbs and flows of like experimentation and going back to basics, experimentation, going back to basics. And that's- as I've done that, you know, like there are a few things, you know, like my, I guess, quality of filming and all that stuff has improved just because, you know, trying new things, learning. Uh, so it does help, but uh, just comes with a risk. Uh, and in terms of the research process, I still do the research, but I do have another, uh, you know, a team member who'd like basically spend all day now researching mm-hmm. um, just because, you know, I'm involved in other things, trying to like, you know, scale this to bigger, bigger things. So I feel like I need extra help and not to be bogged down by the same thing. So yeah. Um, I still into the to still do the research myself, but I have extra support. So in case I've missed a few things or like I don't keep up with all of my channels, uh, at least you know they're they're keeping up. And that that consistency, I, I think, has really helped you over time as well. That's one of the things I, I see frustrating so many creators out there. And like you said, it's constantly eb, ebbs, ebbs and flows of the algorithms in your favor, and then it you know, it dips down and your engagement sees, uh, seems low. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a Stan ambassador. So I'm in the Stan community and I see all of these other like TikTok gurus and stuff complaining. And so everybody's complaining, like, what the heck's going on with my views? They're down right now. It's, you know, last, you know, week I was getting 10,000 views per video, hundred thousand views per video. And this week I'm only getting 2000 views per video. Something's wrong. What's going on? It's like, no, chill. Use this time to experiment. Continue with with the the path. You know, just stick it out in the long haul. Stop worrying about the micro. Stop worrying about the day to day, and and focus on that consistency over time. Use this time totally. to experiment. It's going to come back. And uh, and I I think how you handle it is is brilliant. And so many people get caught up in the the like freaking out because it's the views are down for some reason, but. It, this too shall pass, you know, just stick with it. <laughs> yeah, one thing I want to mention here, you touched on was uh, what algorithm is doing. 
I actually like to, you know, like if, if someone asks me for advice as well, I say the same thing, like, do not worry about the algorithm. It's like, you know, like a cat chasing a laser pointer. Like, totally. If someone says like this content is working, there are two things to it. One, it might not be a natural fit for you and it's going to be not easy or fun for you to create. So you're basically not having fun, which means your authenticity is going to lack. Two, by the time, you know, you feel like, you know, you catch onto the news or you catch on the wave, you don't know what's happening. Algorithm might have moved on to the next thing, which it's pushing. If that's, if that's true, I don't know if that's true. If that's true, you're always playing a chasing game. So you can never really like catch on. So the yeah. best is to, to just do whatever feels natural to you. So you're having fun. It feels, you know, it doesn't feel like work. It feels like play and you'll, you'll survive and you'll thrive. So well said, because that's, that's another thing that really leads to creator burnout as well as if you're constantly chain, chasing that shiny object and chasing the algorithm of, I have to go viral every single time because you're getting addicted to the dopamine hits, you're going to burn yourself out as a creator. So you have to enjoy the creation process and talking about things that you are actually interested in and are passionate about and are helpful for your business. So very, very well said. And now there's a little bit of a selfish uh, question. Out of curiosity, because we create such similar content, have your videos gotten flagged uh, at all for content policy violations? And the reason I ask that is because maybe you know this, maybe you don't. My account's been deleted twice for that. Uh, and I've gotten it back twice, thankfully, because it's not actually uh, violating policies. But I'm always curious uh, of, of another content creator that's so similar to the types of content that I create. Do you face those those problems from from TikTok? I have not recently, uh, knock on wood. But uh, there was one there was one phase in 2021, particularly uh, for like three months. It was like basically like you know I'm going into a landmine. Like doesn't matter what the content is. I would yeah. post it and I'm just dreading that notification. I'm going to open up my phone. It's going to be like, hey, your video is taken down. No, you cannot post for three days mm. or something like that. Yep. That happened like really like so frequently back in 2021. Since then, uh, I've just been like more careful with the words I'm using. I try not to use like any words I could have like any connotation, you yeah. know, like, oh, you know, like, uh, like, you know, like even recently I was thinking about like changing my caption to like, you know, like drop in bomb, like knowledge bombs or something. And I was like, you know what, drop in and then like, you know, bombs together. Maybe I shouldn't put those because mm. I want to be extra careful with the language I'm using. Uh, so ever since then, I've been just more careful with the language. Uh, yeah. There was one video, the last video that got taken down was 2022 and I was lighting a candle in it. I'm not sure if that had something to do with it. It was just like the frame, the first frame that was trying something new. Uh, the content was innocent. Like as, you know, as you know, like the content, there's nothing wrong with the content. Yeah. So I don't know what else is picking up on. So I was like, all right, no to candles. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Uh, and it, I, I use a lot of potentially edgy language in my videos too. Like these websites feel illegal to know. And they, they flag that because I'm using the word illegal. And I've even noticed like anytime you say make money or make $1,000 or something yeah. like that, they tend to flag that. And uh, I had gotten in some trouble I showed a website, uh, alternative2.net, where you can find alternatives to different SA software and, and SaaS products and whatnot. And, and how I had worded it, it both TikTok and YouTube flagged that video as a uh, promotion of like, like torrents or like illegal being able to like mm. bypass paying for that software. And it's like, 
no, this is a legitimate website. I actually got a community guide uh, guidelines violation for that video on YouTube, but got them to reverse it after chatting with somebody and figuring out that that was the language. So it is really important, uh, the language that you use in your videos, because the, the, it's not human reviewed uh, initially, at least. And so you have to recognize that. Um, and it's important to, to focus on that just in case you're, you're listening to this and you're getting content taken down, maybe play around with the, the language there a little bit. So to pivot into, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say like, you can, you know, use emojis. I haven't tried that extensively, but yeah. uh, that's one potential way to maybe get around that. I mean, not excessively, but again, you know, just with caution. Yeah. Great advice. So to, to pivot into the business side of things loosely, how has TikTok been for you as a, as a revenue or lead generator? Has it, has it been profitable for you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, my entire business runs on TikTok, uh, basically, you know, for, from brand sponsorships, companies we work with, the digital products we offer, uh, even from, you know, like the companies we work with on the TikTok side, the discovery is TikTok, you know, like they find me through TikTok. That's how we have the initial conversation. You know, my content kind of speaks already as a, as a social proof. And then once we get on a call, we can, you know, just talk about our process and everything. Uh, and then everything else, you know, it's just top of the final marketing. So, uh, TikTok and Instagram um, both are, you know, play a really pivotal role in the marketing. That's amazing. And uh, to just kind of inspire people that are that are listening, could you give us a rough estimate of how much revenue you've generated from TikTok? Uh, we do six figures a year uh, in revenue. Um, so I think it's it's not bad. Congratulations on that. Very, very inspiring. Six, multiple six figures. Huge. Just that's incredible, my friend. Do you think every business should be on TikTok? Not every, but most. Okay. Clarify. What what businesses should be on and what businesses do you think should not be on TikTok? Um, I mean, when I say TikTok, I mean referring to TikTok specifically. But if you say short form videos, absolutely. Like every business uh, could potentially be on uh, when I say uh, not every business should be on TikTok, you know, if you are doing, you know, like really high ticket B2B enterprise stuff, uh, you're like TikTok is a channel, right? It's an advertising channel. So that channel might not have as good of an ROI as some other channels might be for you. So, you know, like really depending on like where you're going to get most of your leads and the qualified leads uh, and you can, you know, like invest accordingly. So like, that's what I mean by like, not every, however, you know, like for small businesses, if we're talking small businesses, absolutely. Um, two ways to think about it as one is that, you know, it's just like a general, like human nature. If somebody talks about a certain topic, uh, we tend to believe that they're the expert in the topic, even though, as you said earlier, like, even if you're just curating the news and you're presenting the news to other folks, um, it creates a perception that this person is well-versed in this field of knowledge. They're keeping up with what's going on. So implicitly, without even thinking, we just feel like this person knows. For example, for you, Austin, you know, let's say you completely pivot and you start talking about, um, I don't know, what's what's your other interests? Like, I don't know, let's say golf. Sure. Uh, you start talking about golf, you start giving all these tips on golf, which you're just reading elsewhere. People would just assume that you know golf. They might not have seen you play but they would assume, you know, golf really well. So you're going to get leads if somebody needs any help with golf. Really random example. The other piece is that, you know, either you talk about that or you just show your work. 
So, you know, if you're a graphic designer, your marketing agency or whatnot, you just show behind the scenes, you show your process, you're going to convert customers so fast, you can't even imagine. The reason is you're skipping so many parts of the funnels. Uh, part of the funnel is first discovery, then, you know, like your landing page or whatnot, then you're trying to convince them with the case studies. They're going to think, is this real? Is this fake? And then they're going to jump on a call. Then they're going to understand your process. Then they're going to decide if they want to work with you or not. But if you show your process and your content and they like your process, they, they just have this confidence that no matter what your reviews are, no matter what the testimonials are, they can just trust that you're going to deliver because they're already seeing you working. So like if you are like in any of those creative spaces, small business freelancer, like this is literally like a legion opportunity without doing anything extra. Just record yourself working, record your screen or whatnot, do a bit of a voiceover, do a sound. That's it. I, I'm glad you you brought up the the concept of a of a marketing funnel, funneling them through uh all of your offers, uh, awareness, consideration, buying. Uh, because it's so important and not a lot of most people should have it set up, or maybe they have some sort of system set up and they don't realize or recognize that it's actually a funnel. Uh, but I love asking that question too. If if you could walk us through your funnel, so from the moment that you create and post a TikTok video, what are the steps that someone goes through in order to contact you and ultimately buy from you or sign up as a client? So there are, I mean, there are two sides of you know the two cons- customer personas, if you will, from the business perspective, not from the audience. Uh, it's very simple. So there's a stand link uh, in the bio. And then it's just on the top. It just says my email if they want to collaborate. Uh, so the clients we work with, like we work with very selective clients uh, because of certain budget sites that we cater to. Um, so it's not like we want a lot of people flowing into our lead system right now. I mean, this is a plan for the future. But right now we kind of cater them. It's kind of like taking, you know, the, the Tesla approach where we're catering the top uh, tier and then we're going to try to like care the mid-tier and the lower tier. So it's just in a simple email uh, input. So they reach out to me by email, whatever they might need help with. And then just, you know, we start a conversation based on, you know, what their emails is. So like, basically, you know, if someone's sending from the Gmail, you already know it's a low quality lead uh, based on what we're targeting. So if it is an email from a certain company, it's a domain, we can easily just check out what the company is. LinkedIn, you know, all the tools online, we exactly know who they are and how, what's the best way we can, you know, sort of advise them. So without getting any input from the user, we can just deduce uh, just from their email, like, you know, if, how we can kind of serve them if at all. So that helps us, you know, alleviate a lot of the steps in the funnel from the consumer side um, because they don't have to tell us a lot. You don't have to fill out a big form. And from us, we can just do quick research to see, you know, what's, what's worth pursuing or like how to prioritize the leads uh, if that answers the question. We Got have it. experimented. Oh, sorry. No, that's fantastic, but keep going. Yes. I was just going to say, we have experimented with forms before as well, but we realized that, you know, since uh, the leads we get are quite broad, the form couldn't do justice and we were losing people in the funnel. So we just decided to remove that and keep it old school, which is mm-hmm. ironic. Fair. And and so you, you've you monetized a couple different ways through TikTok. You, you mentioned uh, a client acquisition, you do some brand deals. Uh, I, I'm sure you do a bit of affiliate marketing, at least through Stan. Uh, shout out to Stan. Um, what are some of the other ways, if any, that that you've leveraged to monetize TikTok? 
If we do uh, like kind of micro apps uh, once in a while, uh, we're working okay. on a new one right now. Uh, but other than that, you know, once in a while we'll do digital offering if we see a you know demand in the market. Uh, but other than that, it's just fairly keeping it simple. Uh, you know, we have a newsletter, we get sponsorships there. Um, so newsletter, uh, brand deals, which is part of the sponsorships with newsletters. Um, then you know with the clients, yeah. So keeping it simple for now. We That's tried cool. to complicate things quite a lot last year. Now it's, I think we realize it's just easy to, and it's easy and best to keep things simple. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, and that's a, that's a great lesson for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> the, the kiss method, right? Keep it simple, stupid. I love that. <laughs> so it's still early in 2023. You mentioned uh, a micro app, but what, what all are you working uh, towards the, this year? What are, what are your big goals? What are you working towards accomplishing? It's a, it's a big question. Um, I would allude to what I was just saying. We are trying to cut distractions. Uh, I think we had a big, you know, top of the funnel was leading to too many different funnels. Yeah. So we're just like, actually, like the focus for the first quarter has been to eliminate, uh, kind of like doing the 80-20 rule. Mm-hmm. Um, so just eliminating the 20% where we're kind of putting 80% of our work. So right now we're just focusing on eliminating and just focusing on our core pillars. So the goal is to get to those core pillars, uh, you know, in the first six months or so, just really define that. And for the next six months, it's just going to be how we do scale up those six, like the pillars that we have, which are the core. So the goal this year is to not expand too much, but like cut and scale. And then so once we are able to free up the resources into the next year, that's when we would start uh, expanding more. I love it. What advice would you have for a business owner that has maybe not had a lot of success on TikTok, or maybe they haven't even started yet. What advice would you have for them if they want to be successful? From as a creator or as a business? As a business. Okay. Uh, I would say, um, I mean, um, if they're doing the content themselves, they must enjoy it. If they're not getting the views, just look at the 10%. If they're getting 10% engagement, regardless of the views, keep going, which means your content and your audience is a good fit. It's just a matter of time you're going to hit that virality. Um, if you are not creating content yourself, um, then you would have to evaluate you know, which you know, which marketing methods is going to bring you most funnel. The beauty of TikTok or Reels or short form video is that you can reach masses. Like, you know, I mean, it's sometimes like might feel like playing a slot machine, uh, but every single time, you know, when you do create a video, you're still hitting hundred, hundred, like hundred people, you know, like, let's say you post it across multiple channels, you quadruple that. Like, just imagine somebody listening to you offer like in a room full of that many people, you'll probably be super nervous. Like, you know, imagine like hundred people in a room and you just talk about what you do. That's insane. I think we're just like, we have to kind of like shift our mindset a little bit. We stop thinking about virality as it has been glorified, like, hey, it needs to be a million views or whatnot. Even if it's 100 people, but they're watching it over and over again, you're going to eventually, you know, you're going to you're gonna build a small community. And you also have to understand, like, your business and what the total addressable market is on a particular platform, for example, TikTok. You're, maybe you're like, I don't know, you do carpentry for in a very niche space. You're not going to find millions of people to follow you because it's just not big enough market. So understanding the size of your market and then playing within those constraints and like think about those constraints without putting a, that's going to help you not put a lot of pressure on yourself to go viral. I, I love that advice. Um, 
you don't have to have a huge following to actually get business from TikTok. And I, I think so many people forget that because they're just chasing virality. So that's, that's amazing to hear. Now, a fun question for you. Who are some of your favorite TikTokers or, or TikTok accounts in general that you like to watch for fun or for education? Oh, that's a good pun. It's, it's funny you say it because uh, it might surprise you. I actually do not consume a lot of content myself. Ah, okay. Fair. It's like, you know, like the, the reason is uh, just because I just like spend so much time creating it, you know, like, so I rather like not, uh, I mean, I do it, uh, you know, right now I'm sort of planning a trip. So now, like since last week, I've been like, you know, just watching a lot of like travel, travel talk, mm -hmm. uh, just because that's what I need. Overall, like, I do not, like, spend a lot of time scrolling through. Mm -hmm. um, I've been, like, watching snowboarding videos on Reels because I've, you know, been snowboarding a lot this year. So, like, you know, that's been enjoyable. And in terms of creators, like, um, I look at some creators, like, for sound inspiration, like, you know, all the DJs. So, like, follow, like, you know, a lot of DJ accounts because, mm -hmm. you know, like, I want to use the sounds and, like, you know, and, like, that's fun to listen to. Yeah. And then just, like, the friends. Uh, so, like, other creator friends, like, the content they're posting. So I look at that content as well. Any accounts come to mind uh, that you get good uh, sounds from? Yes. Uh, so Ian Escher uh, has got like over 6 million followers. There's that one. Um, there's just another one like around like Miles Mondays, like underrated. Like not a lot of followers, but really good music. Mm -hmm. um, so Miles Mondays, another account. There are a couple more. I don't remember. There's this woman from Australia. So she's a DJ. A, I think like, I don't know, DJ Paris or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, love the dog. Little puppy cameo. <laughs> yeah, so so those folks. I mean, you know, if you go to my account uh, and the people that follow, you'll, you'll see all the people that follow for, for my sound inspiration. That's fantastic. And where can people follow you if they'd like to learn more, or see the videos that you create and want to contact you? Digital Samaritan. So Digital Samaritan on TikTok, Instagram, um, yeah, YouTube as well. We're growing there slowly but surely. So, digital Samaritan. And I will have all those links in the show notes for you. Kushank, thank you so much again for your time. I, I learned a ton. This was a really fun conversation. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for having me, Austin. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Business Talk. If you feel like you're ready to get started on TikTok, I have a completely free TikTok checklist that you can find in the show notes and description of this episode. If you found this episode inspiring, consider leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening platform. I know that's a lot to ask of you, but it really does help the podcast reach more people. Do you have any feedback about the show or a guest you'd like to recommend? Email me at podcast at socialtypro.com. Until next time.